to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm starting with The Man in the Mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make the change. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> Week. We're talking Something about... took over my body this, <laughs> just then. I don't know what happened. We're talking about the Incredible Hulk. Oh yeah, I guess that's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> the, the second official movie in the MCU, if people still consider this an MCU movie, which I guess, technically, sure. even though... Yeah. It's mostly forgotten. Yeah. Other than... Not dr- really. I mean, it kind of isn't in a lot of ways, but like... Just because the, the, the Hulk abomination fight gets referenced a lot and General Ross obviously comes back later down the road in case spoilers for Civil War if you haven't seen that yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into the scores. Uh, the Incredible Hulk from 2008, the same year as Iron Man and the Dark Knight and Punisher Warzone. Clearly the best year for movies of all time. He said it, not me. Not superhero movies. <laughs> Just films. Movies. Oh, yeah. Film. Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Louis Leterrier. I assume I'm saying that correctly. He's a French director. I don't know. Racist. <laughs> okay. It has a 67% also <laughs> critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and oh, a 71% what? audience score. Do you like this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And no? I, I feel like there's, I could... There's, I could have there's, even... there's a real duality to it. You know, like sure. Bruce Banner and Hulk, the two sides fighting each other for Correct. supremacy. I feel like I could have answered that yes or no, and it would have been accurate either way. Um, it, we're gonna have to talk about it because I we we had a journey this time yeah. watching watching this. Yeah, I had not seen this I think in almost a decade. Like I have not seen this pretty much since this came out on DVD. That was when I first watched it because I was all hyped up off Iron Man. Yeah, and even though Iron Man came out before, so I don't know how. Maybe I saw Iron Man again. I don't know. I I tracked this movie down. I was like, I'm so ready. It was probably from Blockbuster or something. And I went and watched Remember it. Blockbuster Kids? <laughs> and I went I went to talk about people, dating the podcast. People used to go to the store to rent movies. <laughs> Only 90s kids. <laughs> but yeah, no, I... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I went... I, I don't know where I got it from. I watched it, and I like lost my mind. I was like, oh, it's so cool. It's so many references to other movies, even though there's like two, and one of them may not be a reference at all. Um, and yeah, that that's... Now, when you say two, you mean Iron Man and the Angly Hulk, right? Is that is that what you're referring to? I'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, not not really, but we'll we'll get into my experiences with it later. Um, oh, right, your your maybe Thor yeah, reference. Yeah, that, okay, that yeah. and other. Right. It, well, it, long story oh, short, oh, and the Captain America thing. Yeah, okay, I yeah. see where you're going. Long, long story short, I got really excited about this, and then I promptly forgot about it for like ten I years. Think, I think and, the whole planet forgot about this. Movie. And then I came back to watch this again, and I was like, I remember basically every scene in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not because like I like I mean I guess maybe because I just really I don't know it was very strange I don't I don't like this just this movie I was just like I think there's just enough that doesn't happen that I basically remember everything yeah there's just not a lot to remember in it yeah 
So, so let's transition here. No. What is your... Well, this movie has a hard enough time <laughs> transitioning. It kind of just cuts half the time. Yep. What is your best thing and your worst thing? Um, I... By the way, I think this movie's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's overall probably where I'm going to end up. My worst thing is definitely the editing, and we're just going to have to spend... We're going to spend like half the half the podcast talking about this. Because it's, it's similar to Batman Forever, where maybe the most important stuff is cut out of the movie? Yes, only this is so much worse. Because with Batman Forever, if you go back and listen to that, it's just like a couple of scenes. Yeah, there's a couple of really important it's scenes. Like, it's like five to ten minutes and, of extra screen time. And the movie is still pretty silly. I mean, it's not. It's never going to be like a masterpiece, but it's yeah. pretty good. It, like, if I, I if think... you take that into account, if, you, if they had actually had that and had like a, a good, strong arc for Batman's character. And maybe if Tommy Lee Jones was not playing a cartoon. Yeah. Because Jim Carrey's already playing yeah. a cartoon. Um long story short that that I'm never that, I'm never gonna like him. Sure. That's I'm sorry. Uh that that movie could have been a lot better than it was just by adding in a couple key moments that for some reason got cut out for I don't know. Because they're boring. Yeah. Um, Who wants to see characters this movie literally boring. I want action scenes. This movie literally everything... Why are they still talking? Why aren't they yeah, punching? Every, everything gets cut out of the movie that has to do with story or characters. Yep. Or at least a good bit of it. Yeah, pretty much everything. Um, the most important stuff. Yeah, there are like five... I would argue that if you if you looked at... If you have this laid out on the... So what we're talking about is there's like 40 minutes of deleted scenes. Oh, right? yeah. So let, let me go ahead and say, the night before recording this before we watched the movie yep. i went back because i was like i don't remember much about this movie i mean i remember the movie itself but i don't yep. remember how much about like the making of it or anything so i went back and watched some of the special features and then i watched some of the behind the scenes stuff you know the documentaries the making of stuff right. so fine fine kevin feige's on there a lot so that's cool mm -hmm. uh and then i moved to the deleted scenes and then I realized there was 40 minutes worth of deleted scenes. Yeah. Usually with like a DVD or something, there's like maybe 10 minutes yeah, worth. Yeah, there'll be like five of them maybe, something like yeah. that. So it's like, yeah. Just like, oh, here are some nice deleted scenes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And usually if you watch them, you'll be like, oh, that probably should have been left in. But yeah. I, I get why they took it out. So 40 minutes? This movie, this this DVD had... That's like an extra act of the movie. It had 40 minutes of deleted scenes. If you laid out all of the, 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 the entirety of the movie... And those forty minutes, and you put all of those on the cutting room for, floor for me, and you ask me to point out the five most important scenes in this movie, they would all be in the deleted scenes. <laughs> they really would. That's not me exaggerating. Like I could name you, and and we'll probably talk about this. I could probably pick out those five scenes that I'm talking about because I don't understand. Like this is such a case of them having something different and. I can see why it wouldn't work the way that it seems to have been written in the script quite right. And I can see how the, why they wanted this to be more of like a dumb action movie. Yeah. But this is not really a movie that was engineered to be a dumb action movie. And I think that looking back at that, like if you go... I think I think that they, they really should have tried to kind of stick to their guns a little bit more on this from what it seemed to be going for. Um, I don't know. We're just going to have to talk about it because that's that's as far as we can really talk about before getting into specifics but it's it's just amazing how different this movie is this movie could have been i guess yep all right did you give your best thing no you give should. your worst thing you always do this now this is a, this is a new development on this show <laughs> that's not gonna go away 
where he can't come up with both, so then he just says Because there's always leaves. one that's obvious, and then there's one that's not. And unfortunately, it's the best thing. <laughs> okay. So my best thing, I'm, I'm going to say... I think it's Edward Norton. Okay. Uh, I will be a staunch supporter of Edward Norton as Bruce Banner. I like Mark Ruffalo quite a bit. I think he's, he's doing yeah. a good job as the Hulk. I'm enjoying yeah. him. But he doesn't fit the role of scientist on the run in a way that I think Edward Norton does. Yeah. And, you know, of course, a lot of that has to do with the deleted scenes that we saw. But even yeah. even still, and it's not just like... I don't, I don't know. There's just certain quirks that Edward Norton adds to it that I think yeah. makes me buy it more. I, I'm yeah. not sure. And maybe it's just personal preference. Maybe it's just uh, sure. I like that more. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, it is. But... Yeah, I, I I really am disappointed that that he, that he was <laughs> apparently a real control freak. Yeah, and he, I, I want to say he tried to get control of the final edit of this movie. So huh. maybe maybe he had the right idea. Yeah, and uh, maybe he got I I don't want to speculate too much, but he probably got shut out because yeah. he's just the actor. He's yeah. not the director. Yeah. He's not yeah. the writer. Uh, but it, it really disappoint. Uh, I'm disappointed that he he was such a control freak and they pushed him out yeah and yeah i don't know um oh do you want to do i did my worst thing yeah and sure <laughs> my, my worst thing it, it i do agree the editing is a huge huge and there's problem. more to it than just what was cut out we'll talk about that more yeah. about like because pretty much the the editing reduces this movie to just a generic action chase movie and it, again it's not built for that at all so the editing it's, makes it even more strange yeah and the editing is not good enough to, to turn it into that well when you get to a dumb action movie you expect at least the action scenes to be competent and really fun yeah the cgi for the most yeah. part is very weak and that's my worst thing yeah Particularly, see, because I, I was talking to you about it because you were saying when we initially see the Hulk, like in the daytime, you're like, "Oh, I don't like that at all. That yeah. doesn't look very good." And I was saying, "Well, it's because it's in the day. It's just a lot harder to make a monster look sure. convincing when you shoot it in broad daylight. When it gets to the end, it'll be a lot better. And for certain sections, it is mm -hmm. like the opening. Overall, bit, it's a lot when more, the Hulk when the Hulk is confronting the Abomination. They're running to, yeah. at each other down the street. Yeah. Um, that lo that all looks great. Mm. The problem is once you get beyond that, and everything just becomes c a completely CGI environment. Yeah, it looks like a video game. It, it really is like how we were talking about with Iron Man last week. And I'm talking like like a PS2 video yes, game. Yes, I agree. It's I, not I, even I, like I agree. it's um, not even like video games <laughs> nowadays. No, no, no. Um, yeah, no. It's it, it it very much. Um, we were just talking about how in Iron Man, the 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 CGI and the kind of sound design and the way I don't know that somehow they just made the everything had a real weight to it. Yeah. It was very, very power like the CGI in Iron Man is not perfect if you go back and look at it now. Like it's dated a little bit because it was made ten years ago. Um and it was a very ambitious. Yes. And because the overall I I, I guess the overall effort I mean I, I don't want to like imply that these guys were lazy but like i guess the overall creative effort the overall creative skill that was put into making that those effects like the iron man suit and the iron monger suit making that come to life um really paid off and so now you the the you still feel like they're very real and you, they, you feel like they're very much part of the world your suspension of disbelief isn't broken at all 
you know, when you're watching Iron Man. So, I, I, I briefly, I was just looking up the budgets here for the uh-huh. movies. Iron Man, $140 million. Incredible Hulk, $150 million. Yep. I mean, that, make, that and that makes sense because it's not necessarily because just because the CGI in Incredible Hulk is bad. It's because the CGI in Incredible Hulk is not... I mean, it is part. It is definitely because of that, but it's. It. I feel like there's not a ton of care put into how it's done. It. It doesn't feel as like, like I think that you can definitely CGI can definitely be a, a craft. It is. There are people who are very good at at do, making CGI work, and a lot of them do work on these Marvel movies. Um, I mean, it's the same thing with like being an animator at Pixar or something like that. Like that. That is something that you put a lot of skill into, and you you know you need the talent to be able to pull that off and make it look real. And there's a lot more that goes into that from an overall filmmaking perspective than just how good is the animation, right? And like the animation is already not very good in this, but none of that extra stuff that we had in Iron Man is there. Like it's just there. There's bits and pieces where it, it works really well, but so much of it, like you were saying, is just this big kind of like video game beat 'em up where nothing really feels like it has any sort of punch and it just sort of people are flying around i mean there's there there are aspects of the final fight that i do like but it's it's not it's not very good yeah and obviously i want i want to go ahead and say my bias here because i don't really care for monster movies very much right i mean uh, there's there's a bit more to it this time because at least i i know who these characters are so when they become the monsters and they're fighting each other yeah i I theoretically have a bit more to care about But at a certain point, they're just kind of indestructible monsters fighting each other. It's yeah, it's kind of bland. Yeah, and if the animation's not going to be top notch, then yeah, and it's it's like my I mean, eyes it's, just kind of glaze over. I'm like, okay, is the scene done yet? It's the difference between this and something like the end of Man of Steel, even which is a movie that we we talk about a lot and, and we don't necessarily love, but we don't even love that final scene for a lot of reasons. But the action in that scene is is typically pretty good for the cgi doesn't look very good in, in man of steel last time i watched that well i don't know but see that, that the cgi is pretty bad in man of steel yeah, so. well that's... i think well uh, just a, a minor dc problem is that that they put they have these huge massive budgets and the cgi yeah. oftentimes it looks not, yeah not i agree part well well that's what i'm saying though i guess my thing that the overall impression i get from man of steel is that the cgi has more of an impact on me because again some of that other stuff is there where they're they're still like even if it's not excellent i feel like there's still those aspects of like the sound design and and the way it's shot and everything still makes it feel like it's it's impactful i don't know maybe i'm maybe i just haven't watched it in a long enough time for to remember that but that's that's kind of the the way i feel about that movie and that's sort of what i'm thinking of more so than this movie where it really is just like video game characters fighting I'm 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 looking a bit more up about the whole Ed Norton situation. Uh-huh. Apparently, he tried to completely rewrite the script. Okay, and it was going to be much darker, and Marvel kind of completely shut him down and went with the original sure. script, and that kind of started the the conflict between right. the two parties. Uh, uh, in the end, it was decided it was better for both parties that the role be recast. Blah blah. Okay. Yeah, and apparently, according to this this article, let me go ahead and cite my source here. <laughs> uh, Mo- 
movie pilot. Sure. Whatever that is. Okay. Apparently, he was originally promised a good bit of creative control on the project. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of <laughs> started pushing against They realized him. what that meant. Yeah. They realized and, what they meant. It's like what you were talking about in the, in the last one with Terrence Howard. It's growing pains. They're still trying to figure out how to develop yeah. their system yeah. for how to make well, these movies. It's, and it's that, and it's it's the fact that Kevin Feige still did not really have full reign mm -hmm. over this. I mean, this we were talking about this, how this has Avi Arad and Gail Ann Hurd producing, right? Yeah. Which is crazy to think about that the three of them together and like on a marvel on an mcu movie specifically is is very strange um yeah, yeah it's i, I can't know. remember if avi arad worked on the first iron man let me see let me i'm gonna try and look up at what point he kind of gets pushed out of yeah. marvel studios yeah um i don't know i still haven't said my best thing yeah go ahead while i look uh <laughs> funny no um see the problem is there are a couple there are a couple of different actors that I, I would say might be my favorite thing but I, I I think they don't get anything to do in the actual movie I mean I would even argue that about Edward Norton that I, I don't think that he brings enough I don't think he, he has enough to work with in the action in the cut of the movie we have I, I guess I would say I don't know um I, I kind of want to go with Abomination just in general, which is kind of a weird thing because he's just a big monster, but I, I actually quite like his design. And I think for the most part, his CGI holds up better, his, his sort of design and, and effects holds up better than the Hulk. Um, it's interesting because while we were watching this, I was thinking, oh, he, he looks... Um, like, there, the, a lot of this movie feels very similar to watching Justice League, how there, there's a lot of stuff where you're just like, wow, I can't I can't really believe they let that get past, you know, the, I don't know, j the the, the post-production room, I guess. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Rod movie... gets dropped from Marvel Studios after this, by the way. He's, he's no Was longer... he on Iron Man? He's on Iron Man. Fascinating. I think he's an executive producer, but after this, he's kind of... Interesting. Um, and... I can't remember at what point they actually have like it's not just the Marvel logo, it's Marvel Studios. Mm -hmm. That might be with Iron Man too. I'm not sure. Okay, interesting. We'll have to keep keep track of that as well because um, they're still trying to figure out how to get all the stuff, how to build this universe, right. what exactly it's connected to. They're still yeah, yeah. Like um, you said, growing pains. Yeah. But yeah, the I don't know. Um, I was saying how how I feel like this sort of has the same problems in Justice League where they, they just clearly there wasn't really a vision for how to how to make this post-production happen I'm talking about effects wise well, well I, I just want to say I've only seen Justice League once uh -huh. I've seen this probably like 10 times I'd rather watch this again no no no, no. I'm saying specifically effects uh, that's literally all I'm talking about no, it's just I, effects I, I know okay. and, I'm, okay. and I'm just adding that oh. on because I want to add that on <laughs> um, no but but like and I think it's, hey, you're I, the editor. You could always cut that out if you feel like that's too much dialogue. <laughs> I agree. I'm cutting out the entire podcast. Uh, no, I I do think our review, whatever. Yeah, we're, see you guys next. No, time. it's just that thing at the beginning where you were doing the William Shatner voice with uh, the the song, and then that, that's it. Yeah, just, that's the action. That's all. The, that's we, all the audience. Wants. I think we need more William Shatner singing Michael Jackson. I agree. I'm, um, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But. No, I think it, and, and we're going to probably bring up the DC movies a lot, and we're probably going to be bashing them most of the time. 
I think that's fair game. I mean, that's our opinions. We have reviewed those movies, so you can go see how and why we feel about those. We have discussed our opinions on those movies. The formation of those movies is a complete response to this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that's, that's fair game to talk about. That's completely warranted. Um, I'm not going to try... I do want to try and avoid just being like, look at how much better Marvel is, because we're going to talk about how this movie kind of doesn't work in a lot of ways. Um, but I do think that this is similar... Can we just play Mavi Rod? Uh, yeah. I, I like yeah, a there good we, scapegoat. There we, there we go. Um, I, I do think that this is <laughs> They not... brought him into the editing room. He's like, you need to cut this scene out, and you need to add Venom. But it's Topher yes. Grace, Topher Grace Venom. Uh, we, guys, it's okay. We've got we've got, got, got B we've got B real footage. You guys, you guys from... need to remember this is a year after Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, Spider Man Three, and Ghost Rider. The Incredible Hulk and Iron Man came out a year after, and we're that. two years removed from X Men Three, right? Yes. Ne- next year is X Men Origins. Next year is uh, two thousand nine is X Men Origins. Next yes. year is also Avatar. Uh huh. <laughs> 2000s were fascinating. Fascinating it was time a, for genre. It was films. just just a, a lawless country over there. Just, um, and then occasionally you had your District Nine. You know, you had your Star Trek reboot that was actually pretty fun. But then you had your GI Joe Rise of <laughs> Cobra. You had your Terminator Salvation. You had your Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Wow, Rider Strike, Rider Strike. Continue with your point. <laughs> anyway, um, no, but I do think this is this suffers from similar problems with Justice League, where it's the the effects are just not up to par for the time, even though, like they should be. They've got the budget that you know they they've they're ambitious yeah. in that in that regard in the, the the regard of the effects, and they just they didn't whether they didn't put in the work, whether it's just it didn't work out, they didn't maybe I don't know it, they didn't have the right creative talent on or the right talented it, it could workers be that, on that. Louis Leterrier just is not accustomed to big digital yeah. effects work, yeah. so he just had a hard time compensating. Well, yeah, I mean, it very much could be just the way it was filmed and the fact that he was just kind of like also, filming as he went and then sort of assuming he could just stick stuff in so, and probably didn't really... So before this movie, he did the first two Transporter movies with Jason Statham, right. which, as far as I know, are just basic dumb action movies. Yes. After this, he did the Clash of the Titans remake starring uh-huh. Sam Worthington, which I think is fun. It's very stupid. Yes. Um, and it's kind of an editing nightmare, kind of like this. Right. I, I'm curious if there's actually stuff that it's, it is cut out of that movie that's actually very important. Yeah. Uh, then he did... What did he do after that? He did, you mentioned something. He did Brothers Grimsby. Right. And he did Now You See Me. Beginning, I think this... this I'm, I'm, never, is just, I'm never going to see either of those movies. just not particularly great at making movies? Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, my point is that it's interesting because because my whole point about this was talking about why I, why I like I do like Abomination. Um, I think it suffers from a lot of problems in that same regard. The and design it, is cool, but that's well. That's what I was gonna say is not only is the design cool, but I think it actually looks better and feels more like an actual thing happening in the world of the movie as opposed to effects plastered on a screen than Doomsday is in Bat for Superman. Which is kind of interesting because I mean they're very similar. They look very similar, but Doomsday, I feel, I mean, that, that's a perfect example of I the mean, difference between both of them have bones growing out of their yeah, skin. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's a, fair game to compare. Yeah, but that's a perfect example of what I'm saying. Where this movie, at least for the f- first bit of Abomination's introduction, it does get to a point where it's just like completely, you know, 
eyes glaze over. This is not really any sort of interesting. Um, but I think to begin with, it, it does have that sort of effect where, he, I mean, like you were saying, when they first run up to each other and attack each other, he does actually look really good and, and he's really well-formed in the universe and well-generated um, and rendered, I guess, is the, all that sort of stuff. Like, it, 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 they very much... It, he works well, and he, I think he works a lot better than Doomsday does in a lot of respects because they're still having him interact more or less in a real-time environment while Doomsday is sort of in this big nonsense you know, abandoned world where he can just kind of destroy whatever he wants and all this crap is flying around. And that's sort of what this fight devolves into over time. Like you were saying, where it just sort of turns into a big CGI slugfest where the entire environment is just nothing. And I but, guess just for the people looking for that, I guess it gives them what they want. Like the bit where yeah. he, he crushes the police car in half and uses it as like yeah. boxing gloves, yeah. which apparently I believe is a reference to... Uh, the Hulk Ultimate Destruction video game where you could huh. do that. Interesting. I believe that's a reference to that. Fascinating. Um, a, a video game reference. Interesting. <laughs> Apparently the video game for this one sucks. Interesting. All, all the MCU-based vi yeah. video games are terrible, yeah. except for the Captain America one, which is an Arkham Asylum ripoff, uh -huh. and it's okay. Uh -huh. uh, Captain America First Avenger? Yes. Huh. But it's called Captain America Super Soldier. Sure. Naturally. And it's not even based on the movie. It happens, like... Yeah. Kind of during it, I guess. Okay. It's weird. It's a weird Why thing. not? <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, the, I, I, I overall, I, I do kind of really like yes, it. Yes, I've played Captain America Super Soldier. Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really like Abomination, the... This, the antagonist in the movie we're talking about and not Captain America Super Soldier. However, I didn't play Iron Man 2, which apparently is the worst of all of them. So there's that. We should do it. We should not. <laughs> it's No, I got it. Or I, I looked at it because I was excited because I was like, oh, War Machine and Iron Man. There's got to be some co-op stuff in here. I can play with friends. It'll be great. There's no co-op. <laughs> and and, 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 and the cover even has both of them on there. Like, that just makes so much sense. And uh -huh. then... Uh -huh. Can somebody give me answers? <laughs> but no, um, Abomination. We're 25 minutes in. I'm finally finishing up with Best Thing, Worst Thing. <laughs> I do really like his design, and I think he's pretty well rendered. And I just think he's a really cool villain. Um, I think... Uh, I think this is how you should do a villain with not a whole lot going on. Yes. Him. Like, ultimately, Blonsky is not a very... Interesting guy. But yeah. he is also... He's not interesting, but he's he's very he's comic book villain in a in a way that's actually pretty fun and not a way that's very like oh well, he's ranting about his master plan or something. Yeah. It's it's not rote comic book villain. Yeah. It's it's just sort of no oh, look he's an evil dude. He's he's kind of messed or like he, he's 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 messed up. And, he, he likes he likes violence. He likes yeah. being a soldier. He likes he, going on missions. He likes being powerful. He oh the Hulk's a real threat to him. He wants to try and beat him. Yeah. Oh now he's turned into a drug addict. And he just yeah. wants more. Yeah, and and he want because he wants to be able to beat the Hulk. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Um, and and I think that's that's overall pretty good. Uh, what's Tim Roth? Yes. Yeah. Um, of Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Many of his movies. Yes. Um, I think I think he does a great job portraying him for the most part. I mean, there, he doesn't get a, a whole lot to do, but I think he does a pretty good job with it. I do love how Blonsky is a Russian character yeah. traditionally, and they're just like, yeah, he was born in Russia, but he was brought over to the UK at a young age. <laughs> 
fine, whatever. Sure, it's fine. Why not just say he was, whatever. <laughs> Why not just say he was part of the British Special Force? Whatever. Um, anyway, the yeah, I think in the movie, for me personally, in the movie that we have, like the 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 theatrical cut, I guess. Not that we're ever gonna get any other cut. Um, That'd be great. Can we start a petition <laughs> for for Louis send... Leterrier? Leter- yeah. To to recut his we'll, we'll vision. S- we'll send it ke- to Kevin Feige. <laughs> we we go full on and we we make it like the you know we, we 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 raise the banners like like people did for for uh like the Suicide Squad and like the the Justice League. We want to be like we want the Incredible Hulk recut. You're holding out on us. Look at all this footage. You know, it'd be great. We actually do that, and then Kevin Feige responds. He's like, Yeah, we can do that. He's like, Sure, yeah, let's get it back. Let's let's talk. You know, I think we missed some opportunities. Let's do it. Let's do, <laughs> just do right. it. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, our right, Universal. How much you want for Hulk? All right, we're gonna do a sequel now. All right, we're gonna have Edward Norton and Mark Ruffalo and Eric Bana. Trust me, it'll all work. We're gonna, we're gonna make it make sense. We're, we'll There's different aspects of the whole. Toby Maguire will show up. It'll be fine. <laughs> I really need them at some point to do some sort of just off. Like I don't know who you do. Disney does own Deadpool now. Um, theoretically, I want to. I know. I, I completely off topic I want a Deadpool movie where it's him and Cable just running through different dimensions yes and, just and like I want them to meet I want them to just pull in all these cameos from yeah. all these these lost get the Michael Keaton from Michael Keaton Batman and Michael Keaton Volter doing this why I mean not? you can't really have Michael Keaton Batman I guess why not Marvel. but like you, you make jokes about that at least about the fact that he's the Vulture and he's also you know you make jokes that don't necessarily break copyright law or whatever yeah. you bring in I don't know who you, you no no you just be like oh hey it's Birdman and then Deadpool goes that doesn't sound right and then they just keep going <laughs> something like that um, yeah you bring in Tobey Maguire you bring in Andrew Garfield just all these guys like the I mean the, those are the big ones is those three and then of course bring in Emma Stone and Bryce Dallas uh, Howard yes. <laughs> Every, we're just getting crazy just just bring you, them all in you bring then... in Nicolas Cage and the guy who plays Ghost Rider in, uh, <laughs> in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yes um, yeah I need this I want I want the, I want it just to be because that's the only you way you bring in Iron Fist and then everybody just looks at him and goes go away <laughs> oh. uh, D- Ben Affleck as Daredevil and everybody goes go away <laughs> Even though I like that movie more than most. <laughs> you get in the Punishers. Oh, it'd be great. I need that movie in my life. Anyway. Yeah. What were we talking about? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Something. How did we get on that topic? I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. I was saying. So, so personally for me in the movie, to, to actually talk about the movie, I do think that he is the guy who I think his, his motivations and his performance most come across for me as... A strength. That's fair. In this movie, well, because most of, be, be, by virtue of him not having a whole lot of depth, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a whole lot of stuff that's cut out that's necessarily yeah. important. Yeah. Most of the stuff that's cut out revolves around Betty, Bruce, uh, Ross, the Doc general, Samson, the general, and Doc Samson. Yeah. Those are those are really the four that get. Yeah. A lot and and and, and a lot of his stuff is tied up within the action scenes. So yeah. it, you know that by virtue of that they're just like oh I'll leave it in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and so overall, I, I do like his. I I guess just his character overall in this movie is, is is. For me, he's one of the more memorable Marvel villains. I agree, and I, I and I, I was thinking this about how he's I wish not. They brought him back. He's not dead yet. Like they're they. I think they mentioned him at some point recently in one of the shorts or something. Um, I'd love to see them bring him back for something, especially if they could kind of tune him up a little bit the way they did the Hulk and make it look a little cleaner and make it yeah. make it you know. I think that'd be really really cool. Um, so, I don't know so, if they'll do it. So but. overall, you're you're not into this Hulk design. 
No. At all. <laughs> well, the whole idea with it is that... He does look better at night at the end has, of the movie. He has no fat. Yes. Like, it's a 0% body fat. Yes. So it's just, like, tons of muscles and veins just popping out everywhere. Which is weird. And it's the same thing about just, how his transformation is kind of, like, bulbous and creepy. And it's supposed to be, like, body horror. Yeah. Kind of, it, it makes me think a little bit of fan where they're trying to, like, make this into... Like, when, when Mr. Fantastic is stretching out or whatever and it's, and supposed, it's supposed to be, to be super like a, weird. a horror scene. Yeah, and it's like... I mean, I get that and that makes a lot more sense here than it did there. But it's still kind of like... You're, you're getting away from the point, I feel like, and you're just making this weird to be weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, I was saying this... I mean, the facial expression capturing does not work very well either um, in this particular movie. And that's that's... CGI, but beyond the CGI, the fact that that like the entire concept of what they're trying to do and the methodology doesn't really work. Um, he has some weird facial expressions, and Edward Norton's face, I think, does not. I think Mark Ruffalo's face transfers over to a Hulk way better than Edward Norton's does, um, just because it's more kind of blocky and and soft. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna throw throw my hat in. I, I don't know. I just I feel like Edward Norton's face is very like. I feel like when you when you stretch it out the way they did it for him and, and make it into more of a big blocky face, it looks pointy and evil. <laughs> it's very hard to like not <laughs> change that. I, I don't know. Um, I just think I think his expressions do not lend very well to to that. And it goes on top of the fact that his body looks like a horror movie monster, which is not necessarily wrong for the Hulk. I think, but it looks kind of strange. And it, it's also we were talking about this. In Thor Ragnarok, um, Hulk, there's never really a moment where you're like, oh man, the yeah, the Hulk's the Hulk's looks so realistic. He looks so lifelike, because you're not supposed to. He's he's supposed to be a little more cartoony. He's a little more stylized, so that you can accept him as part of this colorful world. Whereas this is supposed to be like this is what the Hulk would look like in real life, I guess. Even though that doesn't make any sense, and it's just weird. And it kind of underlies the general problem with this movie that I have, which is that it very much feels like it's leaning in one direction but they're trying to tug it in a different direction they're trying to pull a different movie out of what they have i don't know i feel like there's a lot of of, of half measures a lot of halvesies going on with the way they made this movie and, and sort of the, what they were going for do we want to break down the characters first before we get into the stuff that's been cut or yeah, I guess. I mean, there's yeah. not much to... Should, should I go ahead and discuss Ang Lee's Hulk first sure. before sure. moving on? So you, I have not you seen haven't it. seen it. Okay. Um, aside from the opening, you could almost see this as a sequel to that because it ends with him. He's run away. Mm -hmm. He's out in... Like, he's in... Somewhere in South America. I can't remember where. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, helping impoverished people get, like, medicine and stuff. And that's, like, how the movie ends. Okay. So you could, you could almost see it as a sequel. Um... Th that movie's just not very good. Yeah, it's similar to Superman Returns, where I respect their intent, what they're, what they're trying to get across, but it's just kind of an art house Hulk movie that doesn't really have anything to say, so it's ultimately yeah. rendered pointless and yeah. boring. On top of the Hulk doesn't look very good in that either. Yeah, uh, he look. A lot of comparisons have been made to Shrek. Sure, <laughs> uh, and the few action scenes that there are like there's a bit where he's in the desert and he's fighting some tanks or something it's fine mm -hmm. but Eric Bana's kind of boring and dull <laughs> everybody's just kind of boring and dull they mm -hmm. don't really get a whole lot to do mm -hmm. and there's this weird thing where 
Ang Lee's trying to make it look like a comic book, so there's just scenes yeah. that are set with a, a whole bunch of panels, got a panel layout. Mm-hmm. But with a comic book, each panel that you read, like, it progresses the story, whereas in the movie, it's just, like, a single shot of a truck driving, and it's, like, ten different angles, but it's like, oh, it's a comic book. But it's it's the same thing I'm looking at. It's not progressing. <laughs> so you're not really get Like, it looks like it, sure, but it, you're, you're missing the point. Yeah. So... Interesting. Why are we here? And that's my review of Hulk 2003. All right. <laughs> I'd probably give it a D if I were grading okay. it. That aspect of it has always made me kind of interested in it. I don't know if I'd ever like sit down and watch it, but I also might, he if fights it was on TV. he fights Hulk poodles. Hulk. I've heard of this. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because his dad is crazy and experiments on dogs or something. Yeah, and they become Hulk poodles. Okay. And he fights them, and it's it's about as dumb as it sounds. Okay. Sounds fine to me. So what do you A plus? Th- <laughs> so so what do you think of Edward Norton? I like him. I, I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time explaining my thoughts on him in this movie because I feel like with the movie but we got let's let's merge talking about the characters with the scenes that are cut. I think I yeah yeah. Well, because when we were watching the the movie, I feel I felt like he was definitely trying to do something with his 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 performance because I mean and, and and you know he gets enough screen time because he is the star, but like. It feels like this is a movie where his and, and this is part of just my conception of Edward Norton from him in, in Fight Club and Birdman and I don't know that's I'm, he's been in other stuff that's just the first things that come to mind and just the fact that I generally associate him with being in like cynical gritty movies and he's kind of like a I don't know I I, I never I've always like a lot of deconstructionist type yeah, pieces yeah and so it kind of feels like his performance and his character and him as cast as this person is sort of dragging. Like I was saying, it feels like that's going in a different direction than the rest of the movie, which is sort of just like an like, origin movie. Like, like he, a, he's there to make a, like a real character study about Bruce Banner. Yeah. Everyone else seems to be well, not everyone. I'm, yeah. I'm talking like the 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 overall production of the movie. Yes, seems to be there to make a two hour dumb yes. chase movie that mm-hmm. sets up the Hulk for this mm-hmm. universe. And there are there are little bits and pieces that are really dark, like a lot of the stuff with Tim Roth. We need to um, talk about the alternate opening too. Okay, um, Tim Roth and, and which is actually retconned into this continuity by with the Avengers. Okay, um, but yeah, there, there's there's some messed up stuff that kind of tries to, to to align the two, I guess. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, this is a pretty standard origin story without much going on for it. Now. I... I do really like that they act the actual origin stuff. They just throw into yeah. the main titles. Yeah, they throw it in there and then it's done. However, and this is a good transition. Um, the problem with that is that we need to, f- they need to to very strongly establish once these characters kind of start interacting with with each other again. Yeah, they need to have very strong like chemistry and and sort of yeah. reactions together. Um, that like show that they knew each other beforehand and there's still like a lot of strong tension and, and yeah. relationships there yeah. and they don't they just sort of like they show up and then like they talk a little bit and they're like oh we're back you know like like um, Bruce and Betty are like oh yay we're hugging okay <laughs> we're going back to my place okay now we're going now I'm buying you pants 
It's like I don't know. That, I, I don't completely agree with you. But I'm, I'm I, over. I get, I get, I'm exaggerating. But there's just not a lot to it, and I feel like a lot of the, what we get in the movie, they don't have very good chemistry together. It's just sort of like they're there's fine. there's little quips here and there, and and they don't. I mean, they're funny, but they don't really like react to them they're just sort of like they say a thing and it's like oh that was funny and then there's, there's, there's two bits that are really great one is when they're trying to have sex yeah that's pretty and good. his heart rate's going up and he's like oh god i'm gonna hulk out yeah and he says i can't get too excited and she goes not even a little excited yeah, yeah. that's great and then the second one is when they finally reach new york and she's like oh we should take the subway and he's like oh me in a metal tube with hundreds of people in the yeah. most uh, stressful city in the world let's yeah. take a cab yeah and then they get in the cab and it's this crazy guy who's just shouting and, and dragging like, all over the place and then she yells at him yeah and then bruce goes you know i've got i know some really strong techniques that could help you master that anger of yours yeah. and she's like zip it we're walking yeah 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 no it's good um if there had been more of that well we but but well that, but that's what i was gonna say is that's how i felt watching the movie Mm-hmm. When we watch the deleted scenes, there's so much more of that, and there's everything I was kind of looking for in order to re- reestablish the relationship. There's just there's just scenes of them talking. Yeah, and you don't have to have all of that, but no. <clears throat> so okay, so the beginning of this movie I think takes too much time. I think there's a lot that can be cut there because he's in Brazil, and he's kind of wandering around and putting stuff together, I guess. And we get a little bit about him discussing stuff with with Mister Blue. There's not a whole lot going on there. He's and trying then, to cure himself. They show him at the bottling plants. They I have, feel like they have the goes, thing where he cuts himself yes. so the government can find out that Stanley drank his blood yeah, or whatever yeah. so they can find yeah. him. It's fine, I guess. Um, kind of silly, but also kind of fun. Um, and then... <laughs> In a movie that's confused about what tone it's trying to go for, that's... You might as well enjoy it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then they, they send the strike on him to try and, like, trink him and, and take him in. But then, like, they don't really... That I feel like that whole scene, action scene goes on way too long, and there's all this, like, weird side plot stuff that never really goes anywhere about how he's getting bullied by these workers at the factory. And he's maybe got a relationship with the girl. Yeah, maybe? and there's just, like, a girl who's, who he talks to every now and then. Um, it all just... It's it's kind of meandering. It takes too long. It doesn't, it doesn't get to where we need to get quickly. This, then, this movie... It, it, the, a lot of it feels like a first draft. Yeah, yeah. Where it's the, the screenwriter's just getting everything out on on the page. It feels like a first draft. Where and it's almost like he started with the idea of like, oh, Bruce is off in Brazil, just living mm-hmm. on his own, and he's like, oh, this is really interesting. I can do all this stuff yeah. with it. He's like, oh yeah, I need to move on with this plot. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it feels like they got and all that, their ideas and in one story, and then that stuff never got cut. It feels like they got all their ideas into one story. They filmed the entire thing, and then they cut all the interesting stuff to try and make a coherent movie because they didn't think about trying to cut the stuff beforehand so that the script would actually make sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then so that happens. He comes back to America, whatever. Um, and then he, but like then he meets up with with Betty. And there's, I mean, there's a little bit about him taking or like delivering pizza to, to look for information or whatever, and he meets Lou Ferrigno, yeah, and that's fine. Because he's trying to find the data and that's at fine. the university, um, and then he realizes it's not there. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's fine. But but Betty has it on a flashback. Yes, and so then we get a really nice conversation. Well, first of all, when is the the first? I think this was the first scene where I was like, why is this not in the movie? Um, with uh, Thunderbolt Ross talking to um, Bl- Blon- Blonsky? Blonsky? Blonsky. Blonsky. 
That is after they get back from the first mission and they, they are yeah. unable to get him. Yeah. And uh, Ross is explaining his attempts to reactivate the super soldier program, yes. which is a nice hit at Captain America yes. without actually saying, Captain America was yeah. a thing. They literally never say it. Yeah. It's like, super soldier program, World War Two. got it. Yeah. And then he's talking about it. And, he, and in the theatrical version, he's pretty much like, yeah, there's a super soldier formula and I, I we need to get Bruce. Yeah. That man's body is property of the U.S. government. And then that, yeah. that's like all there is to the scene. But in the extended version... Well, the deleted scene, yeah. He, he like, tells us his worldview. Yeah, like, and he, like he his motivation. really powerful, like, like, monologue about how, like, he's, you know, very... And William Hurt's, like, a real actor. Yeah. So it's just, it's weird and watching... he plays the, it great. It's I mean, weird he's... watching the theatrical cut, and he really doesn't get a whole lot to do. Yeah. He just, he's stoic and angry through most mm-hmm. of the movie he doesn't really do much mm-hmm. and then he gets like these these really interesting monologues yeah where he scenes and it's like oh this is what this is these are probably why he signed on to do it yeah like he's he's ranting about all this i mean like the way he feels about the government and how he doesn't feel the government is or he feels kind of just in general gets has this idea that the government is weak and they're super and, inefficient yeah and, and, and they and don't help their soldiers out yeah and, and so the, and it's it's really great like it's it's yeah, it's, it's a great little little speech. It's a great. And he talks about how he dislikes Bruce Banner because of how he ran away. And yeah, how he's and, a and, and how and how he's not really one of them. Yeah, in the in the way, and it, it really explains the way he feels about Bruce. Yeah, it's a really important scene. And so I, I watched this, and I'm like, okay, that that really should have been in the movie. Then they go over because with the movie we have, he he's just generic army guy. Yes. That's bad because action movie. Yeah. Uh, well, it's 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 almost like he's bad because I don't know government versus superhero. Even though we find out in those scenes that he's actually he's not really that tied into the government. It's a lot more about his own personal passions yeah. and and the way he feels about things, whatever. Um, then he we we go back and we see Betty and Bruce talking for the first time, like and they have a long extended conversation well, about well, how they feel. Well, let's go ahead and say Doc Sampson played yeah. by. Ty Burrell? Yes. Phil Dumphy from, from Modern Family? People who know that? Yep. Whatever. Um, he's in this movie, and in the theatrical cut, he gets like two scenes. Yes. And in, in, in the theatrical cut, it feels like a cameo to be like, oh, look, we have Doc Samson, comics yeah. comics fans. You remember yeah. that? You nerds, right? <laughs> but in, in the movie, like, when, when Betty goes and finds Bruce out in the rain, and she's like, don't go, stay with me, at least for the night. And then they go back to the mm-hmm. house. Based on how it's edited, it's like, oh, she's alone. Mm. So I guess the, the this relationship isn't that serious. <laughs> you watch all the deleted scenes. Doc Sampson is there the whole time. Yes, they live together. They live together, and he's actually very much in love with her, and he's kind of upset that and, Bruce is yeah. back. And these, these... But, not, but not in an unreasonable way. Like, watching those scenes, I wasn't like, I don't dislike this guy. Yeah. No, there's... there's So there's like a string of like four deleted scenes... That is literally just conversations between these three people, yeah, turning on their heads and kind of like going back and forth, and they're fascinating and they're really well written and they're just these nice, they're really they, well performed. They, they're they really do, well, they do go on too long. They do go on too long. You could you could you could definitely turn them down if you put them in the movie and you would need something else to kind of care, pace the movie along here. It's it's almost like if you could somehow finagle it, and you were talking about this while we were watching it. If you could finagle it so a lot of the the Ross Blonsky stuff is like intercut yeah. with that. Yeah. Or it's like we slowly see Blonsky like they put more drugs in him and he's starting to get a little crazier and yeah. or you know something. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you tried to intercut that a little bit. Yeah. And you could do something with that because 
they're great scenes. They really are. And like they're they're discussing like their motivations and like they're discussing how they feel about each other. And and there's an excellent scene where Doc Samson and and Bruce are sitting by the fire talking and like <laughs> and Doc Samson's like yeah, I decided to sleep out here tonight just because yeah. it would be uncomfortable for all of us if I did the alternative. Yeah, well, that's and that's fun, but like, and and then, it's and a great st- moment. And then he starts to psychoanalyze Bruce yeah. because he's a psychiatrist. Well, he he starts to psychoanalyze him because he's always been fascinated by him because of how Betty feels about yeah. him, and it's like this great little scene. And and he get, he's giving almost this like, um, what's his name from Watchmen? Uh, Billy Crudup, Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but Billy Crudup, yeah. yeah. Like, he's giving a performance that's almost like that, like, that level of, like, this this weird, like, flatness where, like, you can tell that he's a little bit detached, but, like, yeah. But he's being very calculated. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually really, really good. And watching... the, I remember watching this movie the first time and being like, that's kind of weird. Like, as a, you know, ten years ago, I was like, that's kind of strange that that guy's in here and he, yeah. it doesn't really make sense. And watching the movie again, I was like... This 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 actor doesn't belong in this movie. Like this is a comedy actor. What are you talking about? Yeah. But like he, he gives a great performance in the deleted scenes. Well, I, I just like his his line at the very end of that conversation with Bruce, where he goes an honest answer, but not actually getting to the core of the matter. Yeah. Just like her. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. It's great. <sighs> yep. <laughs> well, but that's and that's kind of what I was thinking too. Um, when you when we were talking about my best thing, if those scenes were in the movie, they'd I'd, probably be your best thing. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say either well specifically either Thunderbolt Ross or Doc Samson yeah. might be my best thing about the movie, but they're not. <laughs> yeah. Well, also <clears throat> at the end when um, uh, Bruce is getting taken away into the helicopter and Betty and the general have their little spat. Yeah. There's a whole lot more to that than just, oh, I'm mad at you. Well, I'm mad at you too. They, they okay. discuss motivations and worldviews, and they're like, yeah. And and she's like, then then she says, I don't. In the movie, she says, you don't have the right to call me your daughter again, or whatever. Or, or like from this point on, do not refer to me as your daughter. Yeah, anymore. something, something he's like, like that. It's it's only because you're my daughter that you're not in handcuffs too. Yeah. And and it, in the movie it just feels kind of kind of silly and like oh she's just throwing a temper tantrum. Oh, this sounds like action movie in, dialogue. Yeah, in in the action. this sounds like something from a Taken movie. Yeah, in the deleted scene she actually like explains everything she's talking about and then and then that's the stinger at the end that she says and it's really it's really nice and like it's a great little moment. And then there's the whole thing where Betty and Doc Samson have a phone call that we never hear, where Doc yeah, Samson weird, because she's on like a pier in New York. And in the theatrical cut, she just pulls up her camera, and it's the battery's about dead, or it's it's literally about to die. Yeah. And the last thing it shows is the picture she took of Bruce, and then it, it dies, yeah. and then that's the scene. Yeah. And then it transitions to Bruce running to his little wooden home in Canada or wherever. Sure. Is. But in in this, there's like a, an entire scene where she talks with with Samson, and like he explains how he's 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 sorry and like like they have like a moment and like they, they they tie up it's closure because you find out he's the one that called the military on them yeah they say that in the movie did they actually say that in the yeah movie? That, that's okay. his only that's his only like meaningful scene in the movie is is him talking to the general oh that's right on the that's porch right. about that yeah, yeah. and and again that doesn't really make any that doesn't really clear because you don't know how he feels about bruce you yeah. just kind of like oh he just okay so so we've got a random comedy actor who showed up and said some lines and then he betrayed the main character 
and but then he felt kind of bad about it. Yeah. Like, what is that? Why is that in the movie? When you when you get that extra that extra, you know, solid character stuff put back in, you're like, oh, this is actually a really great little miniature arc in the middle here, and then you get some nice closure at the end and some nice, you know, it's it's you feel for both of the both Betty and and Samson because you understand where they're both coming from and why they're kind of like at odds with each other and why they're you know obviously Samson's upset because he's never going to be with her and it. really is crazy if you if you have the chance this movie i think is worth buying on blu-ray to watch the deleted scenes well I, i'm sure they're on youtube You're yeah probably probably, probably. let's talk about the alternate opening briefly <clears throat> this is the scene that bruce refers to in the avengers when he says i got low so i decided to put a gun in my mouth and the other guy spat it out mm. or it spat the bullet out uh it's him like walking like in a snowstorm toward the edge of a mountain or a cliff mm -hmm. i don't know if this is supposed to be in brazil or not probably not <laughs> i would assume not but yeah. that's the only location we're shown at the beginning also there's a bit in the deleted scenes where he talks about visiting monks at a monastery that i thought was interesting yeah. uh but that's beside the point yeah. so he decides to shoot himself or try shooting himself and then he transforms into the hulk it's like oh that's super tragic he can't even kill himself yep He's just stuck like this forever. And then, like, I can't remember. If Which like... makes it make a lot more sense at the end when he throws himself out of the helicopter because then it's like he knows he's not going to die. Yeah. Like, no matter what. Well, well, I guess at that point he knows. He, he's not sure. Well, I like how that's a real good subversion of expectations because he's like, oh, crap. As he yeah. falls, and it's like, yeah. oh, we don't know. But then he just turns into the Hulk. So. And then he also kind of, like, crashes through the ground instead of, like, splat. And he's still human at that yeah, point yeah I, which is a little weird. strange it's weird i mean i get why they did that back then in that kind of i don't know whatever i don't know why it feels kind of generic but i do i do just like the moment where she's hanging on to him before he yeah. falls off and she's like That's what fine. are you doing are you crazy and he's like i gotta try yeah i, I, I like yeah. that little moment that was nice yeah. that was nice but the Brain's alternate opening, terrible but that's fine <laughs> whatever the special effects in these movie, this movie is not going to get a yeah. pass from me um, but then like after he tries killing himself and he turns to the Hulk he causes like an avalanche or something or he crashes into the water and then you see Captain America briefly yeah. frozen in the water where is he supposed to be at can somebody tell me this <laughs> it's not Brazil we figured I'm that out I'm pretty sure it's Brazil <laughs> we should start a hashtag it's Brazil it's Brazil <laughs> That was the moment that I was talking about where, where when I was younger and I freaked out about that. I was like, oh my gosh, Captain America! Even though that never had anything to do with anything. And then there's the bit where he saved Betty after the army tries to get them at the campus and they're like in the uh, storm or whatever. Yeah, they're in a cave and there's a storm. And thunder's going off and you're like, Thor maybe! And he throws a rock and he screams out into the heavens yeah. and lightning. And I remember people going, that's Thor! Yeah. Even though it's not. Yeah. Just a storm. It's interesting how the CGI gets progressively better just by nature. The fact that they start off with him in the sun, direct sun, then they then they they show him in the night, but it's raining, so they have to like do all of that, and then it doesn't, yeah, look, it very doesn't good. look very good. And then finally, they're just like, oh, it's just nighttime, and we can kind of control whatever lighting we want, and we can just make him look however we feel like. Yeah, which is funny. Um, Although I do I do find it strange that when he's actually interacting with a real environment he looks better than when they go to the all-CGI environment. Yeah. I find that weird. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of, Well, that's... Again, that's kind of what I'm saying, where it's... 
if you have him like if you put in the effort to make it look like they're they're ingrained in the wor real world, you don't necessarily need to have the effects be top of the line. You you can you just need everything to come together correctly. Yeah. As opposed to when you just kind of film a CGI cutscene. I think okay. the bit where like after he's crashed into, and he forms the crater, the yep. nonsensical crater, yep. and he comes out and he's he's the Hulk and he's going to confront Abomination. Mm -hmm. I kind of think that's the best the Hulk has ever looked on screen. And that's like a brief 30 seconds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. I think that looks better than any of the Hulks we've gotten after. Mm. I know. Mostly that... just because I think overall the MCU, they have, for the most part, very passable special effects. But I don't, for the most part, aside from like maybe Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, I don't think they're ever really amazing. I mean, I'd argue that some of like the cosmic stuff we've gotten since then yeah. like Guardians I mean I, I get you what you mean by quality of effects over like necessarily ambition yeah um yeah I don't know well, well I think we, we really need to, to, to track that as we move along here because there there are a lot of different are you trying to tell me we should, we should do more than just phase one uh huh <laughs> we'll, we'll see how we feel when we get done with Avengers if we want to take a break for anything or if we want to keep going um ah <laughs> uh. I am I am still intrigued by Twilight, and in order to do that, we have to do Harry Potter. So, because I'm not doing Twilight before Harry Potter, I'm sorry. That's 13 total movies. I don't want that. Are you including Fantastic Beasts? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. No wait. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's 14. And we're gonna get it all done before Infinity War. Dang it! And then we're gonna throw in the Fifty Shades trilogy on top of that. You no. Know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we do The Hobbit as well. The animated Bacon Rats movie, by the way, not... Oh, I'm okay with that. Not The Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. Okay, so it's actually on top of The Hobbit That's trilogy. How we do it. That's how we do Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we just we cheat. We don't actually watch the official Hobbit movies. We just watch the cartoon. That's how we do it. Okay. I don't want to watch those movies. Did they make, did they make a Hobbit and then like half the first book of Lord of the Rings is that how that they made they made the Hobbit they made the Lord of the Rings but I don't, it I don't know if this is about the same companies or not I believe they are I I, I know the the Lord the cartoon Lord of the Rings covers the first two so it's Fellowship and Two Towers really okay somehow I thought it cut off before them and then there's a separate Return of the Kings one interesting yeah it's very strange Huh. I don't know. I I always so thought we're that talking like... about the Incredible Hulk here. Yeah. We're... So so tracking our Marvel scores. What did you think of this one? This might be the most generic one I've heard. I thought the love theme was fine. I like it. I, I think overall, it's fine. Um, I mean, just in general, I th I think I like the score. Um, it's very samey. Yeah. Um, it kind of goes especially in... when we get to the deleted scenes and it's clear <laughs> that they were, they were cut very early on because they've still got like similar they're basically like, just replaying the score over yeah it. and it's just like we need something that'll maybe work and then we'll put in something later yeah yeah. Um, that's funny yeah the like there's scenes that have like the dramatic like the the, the intense build up of like a, a chase scene type yeah. music but it's just like he's delivering yeah. pizzas wise <laughs> It's that's, a very strange. That's scene. not the right. Music. There's a whole weird scene where he's like delivering a pizza to a sorority house and like he's trying to get the money from them, but they say that they have an account open, and then like some guy like, or he he says like, 
I need to get my, that money, and she calls him a pervert. Yeah, he says, uh, "I'm, I'm, you're gonna, you're making me angry. You're not gonna like me when I'm angry because Hulk." Uh, yeah, and she's like pervert, and she yeah, just closes the door. And, and I don't know what works, but and then some got some frat guys outside, and he's like telling him, "Man, you know." You, you gotta you should storm in there and take what's yours yeah. or whatever and then apparently the door like opens and he's and like it, oh hey Tiffy and then he yeah. runs because he's got like a keg or something yeah. for them I don't know it's stupid uh, it was and then the music is swelling through the entire time to the point where like it's supposed to be like an epic moment I I, I mean like obviously it's not really they did not intend that no but, no a lot of the, the deleted scenes do not need to be put back into the movie there's a lot of stuff especially the, the opening stuff there's a lot of extra Brazil stuff when the, the problem is there's too much Brazil stuff I, I like a lot of the Brazil stuff I just I don't think it belongs the way you feel about like this is such a random comparison the right the way you feel about Return of the Jedi how you, you've talked before about how the the beginning of that movie is kind of how the job of the hut stuff feels like a separate movie yeah yeah. That, that's sort of the, how I feel with, I mean like obviously it's more connected in this movie and it doesn't go on nearly as long but it's just like the same idea where it's like this isn't really what the movie is about yeah. why are we spending this much time on it um yeah no no I do like the score overall it's just and this this kind of goes into how I feel about the movie is that it is very much a um 2000s movie in the like it's very much in the same vein as Mission Impossible and some of the the, the Craig Bond movies and like the Transformer movies are kind of movies are kind of shot in the same way like they're all it's very much shot with that sort of action vibe um, I'm sure the Transporter movies were shot extremely similarly there's it, three of those not, no <laughs> it's, it's like I don't know it's, it's got yeah, let's just do every terrible Jason Statham based Yes, <laughs> franchise there is. Can we also do the pacifier? That's my. That's even the though there's just one. Yes. No, no, no. We do all the Fast and Furious movies, then we throw in the pacifier. <laughs> Correct. There's three triple X movies. When did the pacifier come out in relation to the Fast and Furious movies? Why well, didn't he leave? Like, he he left after the first one, right? Vin Diesel. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone for like the the, the second, third movies. Well, we still got, but we still got to keep. This is, is a like, side is adventure. Like, We've got to keep it in chronological like order. Two thousand four, maybe. Why? Why on God's green right. earth do I know that? You think that's when it, it came out? I hope that's that's incorrect. I want to. Two thousand five. Oh, thank goodness, I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm right, wrong. So when, when did the first Fast and Furious come out here? Two thousand one. <laughs> I started searching it, and it said. Google suggested Fast and Furious release date April 4th, 2017 parentheses, Germany <laughs> Alright Google is updating you with the facts that you need to know <laughs> Okay um, Alright, alright, here we we got the list Let's let's see what we got here Um, no, I, I lied, I don't have the list I'm sorry, I'm so oh sorry Oh my god Alright, alright, this might be it <clears throat> Are you just looking at Vin Diesel's filmography? <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so the first one is 2001. Why are we doing this? We're talking about The Incredible Hulk here. Uh, the second is 2003. And then the third is 2006. So it become would come in between two and three is, is where we would place that when we inevitably, inevitably do that franchise. You think I'm joking? We're going to do it. 
It's just gonna like people are gonna forget about it. I'm not gonna mention it again. We're not gonna mention it again. We're gonna say on the Fast and the Furious. Too oh, Fast, I, too Furious. Oh, I'm definitely not gonna mention this again. On the Too Fast, Too Furious podcast, we're gonna be like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a uh, Fast Fast and Furious three next week. Stay stay tuned, and then just boom, pacifier. I think it'll just be a bonus episode where it's just you. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I will. T- I I have strong feelings about the pacifier. Why? <laughs> So, <laughs> stop why talking. have they not made a National Treasure three? <laughs> That's the real question. Because we they've come to the realization that Nicolas Cage was the National Treasure all along. But I need that movie. I need the movie where we see the end of his character arc, who I love dearly and I don't remember the name of. Benjamin Gates. Boom, that guy. I know. And too many lovable movies. sidekick. I know Riley. Yeah. I, know, I know movie facts that and don't matter. And Love Interests 1 and 2. Oh, crap. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> it's Diane Kruger, right? That's the name? And Is, is that her name? Um, Sean Bean? Sean Bean's just in the first one. <laughs> and probably Jason Statham? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. You get him into the next one. It's some, it's some it. bald guy. I don't remember. No, it's Ed Harris. Yeah, same thing. Hey, I was right. It was Diane Kruger. I know things that I shouldn't know. It's <laughs> going and extract it out and, of my brain. And dad. John Boyd, come yeah. on. Uh-huh. He's an actor. He's in Transformers 1. Oh. Come on, lovable sidekick is, is the missing compatriot in the Hangover movies, okay? We're not doing this. <laughs> anyway, the Incredible Hole. I like those sequels more than most. So, Sorry, we're not doing them. <laughs> you can't have happiness. Okay. All right. I'm, I'll, I'll just be here. <laughs> so, what grade? That's how we do this. I literally just sit here in the room once we're done recording, and I just sit here. And and like wait, oh wait the next and, and Tyler and Tyler says okay it's time to watch the movie and then I just go in the other room and watch the yep. movie and then we come here and yep. record and the cycle just repeats correct yeah what grade would you give I feel like there's more to say two thousand five's the pacifier <laughs> came out the same year as Batman Begins yeah I don't know I think we covered Star Wars Episode Three Revenge of the Sith <laughs> boom. Um, I think we've covered Honestly, if you told me, which one would you rather watch? Star Wars Episode 3 or The Pacifier? I don't know what I'd tell you. Oh, I'd tell you The Pacifier. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie since it came out, probably. That's I fine. I don't even know if I've seen that movie. <laughs> I don't remember. Sounds pretty un-American. I, I feel like there's more to say about this movie, but I just... I, I don't know. I mean, I think we've we've kind of covered a lot. I know we keep going off track, but that is this is not a case where necessarily we don't we aren't like a lot of times when that happens it's because we don't really care about talking about the movie i mean i this this one i think it kind of says something that i'm going off track so much i true but this one this one i think we we had a lot to say at least like we we really did cover a lot of ground because we were genuinely interested and it spawns a lot of different connections because it's an interesting movie to discuss because it's just such a weird thing it's just such a weird like it's the 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 redheaded stepchild of the MCU, and it like it's tied up into the Universal and yeah. kind of the Sony stuff and, and and the the rights discussion and I don't know it's all it's just a strange artifact of 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 the time. I'm gonna go C plus. 
Okay. It's it's a fine, dumb action movie with a lot of elements that are kept in the movie that I really like. There's some some decent performances, even though they can't really shine without those deleted yeah. scenes, but they're fine. Like I said, I really like Ed Norton as Bruce Banner, and I wish um, he hadn't been a control freak. But hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. And who knows? We don't really have the official story. Maybe it was more on Marvel's end. Maybe yeah. they just weren't. Ike Perlmutter is a, a person. Yeah. Um, Alvio Rod is a person. I don't know. I mean, obviously he wasn't involved after this, but yeah. Um, mm. But I think the movie's fairly entertaining, even without all the really yeah. meaty stuff that comes with the deleted scenes. And I don't know. C plus, slightly above average, fun yeah. enough action movie. Okay. Um, well, let me just say. Um, I wish the movie had been written like uh, like you're saying, go one way or the other. Either be a fun action movie, like a chase yeah. movie, because that was the thing I la- always latched onto with this movie. Mm. Was like I really like the chase element in the movie. So when it gets to the third act and the chase just kind of stops, that's when I lose yeah. interest. Yeah. I really like a lot of the Brazil stuff, particularly the chase scene. I think the chase scene is really great. Ooh. But then you get into the coke bottling thing, and it's like, yeah. oh, they're playing it as a horror movie. Yeah. But everyone knows what the Hulk looks like, so why are... And it's not nearly quick enough to be played as like a horror movie. It's like they're just kind of wandering around and yeah. shooting at him, and then he like kills them with a big tank of stuff. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, but yeah, C plus. That's slightly above average. I think I'm gonna go with C minus. I'm kind of feeling the opposite direction where I'm not not super high on it. I don't think it's bad, but I don't think there's anything that really makes it stand out. I, I'm I'm toying with D plus. I don't know. Um, but I'll do you write down C minus? Yeah, I mean uh, that's fine. I, I that that's more what I was thinking, and I kind of said C minus because I was like, I'll I'll lean it because I do. I mean, I I think I enjoy that last fight scene a little more than you do. If they were able to finagle a cut where they stripped out some of the unnecessary stuff that we have yeah. and put in more of the the meaty stuff, yeah. What 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 do you think your grade would be? I think I think I with think the extra stuff you can move this up to a B. I honestly that's, think that's, you can. Yeah, I I I'm. I think it's probably about me. the limit, but I think there's a lot of good stuff, good performances, good dialogue in that extra stuff. It would still be kind of filled in with bad CGI filler and, and yeah. you know, um, some general oddness and, and, like, the tone of the movie I don't think would, would be... It, I don't think it's completely and another th- possible th- to save it. And another third act that just kind of falls apart. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. degenerates into just... Kind of yeah, you, you'd have to do a lot of rewriting to fix the third act, and if you if you turn this into a much more thoughtful movie than it than like it currently is, with by adding in all the extra stuff. Yeah. So, is this your least favorite MCU movie? I feel like I have to ask that because I feel like notoriously, we hold notoriously, I don't like Thor: The Dark World mm. very much. I need I, to rewatch. All I I still hold that that's the worst MCU movie. Yeah. Not that that's like a really startling. Yeah. Opinion, like, yeah. oh, I, there's not gonna be a whole lot of people going. Thor: The Dark World is your least favorite <laughs> MCU movie. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just curious if this. It's definitely among the the lesser of the Marvel movies now that I've watched it again. The the MCU yes, movies specifically. Yes. I. That's annoying. And this is gonna be tricky. That's annoying that we have to describe it that way. It's like, <laughs> we can't just say it's a Marvel movie because then we're comparing it to. All the Marvel movies. We have to say MCU. And clearly The Incredible Hulk is better than Spider-Man 1 and 2. So. <laughs> I'm giving it the same grade that I gave Spider-Man 1. That's actually... And I mean, I think I gave Spider-Man 1 a C+. Um, oh. 
gotta gotta go through these score sheets for some reason. No, I gave Spider Man a C, and you gave it a C plus. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. See, internet. I, so I like the Incredible well, Hulk more more than Sam Raimi's. What is? What are you doing? Amazing. God. No. Stop. <laughs> um. But yeah, I. Especially with those deleted scenes, this movie's a bit less cookie cuttery than well the first. But that, that requires the deleted scenes, which are not part of the movie. <laughs> There's a bit more going on in this than than Sam Raimi's than, than the first Spider-Man movie. I think. Yeah. I think. We'll see. Like uh, I said, the we fir- won't see. We won't. Like I said, the first half of that movie is just the origin story, and the second half is we're just meandering until dumb yeah. third act. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, some people would say you're very wrong, but I don't think you're wrong. I think everyone would say I'm very wrong, <laughs> except for you. Yeah. Um. Anyway, did not mean for that to spawn a serious discussion. Um, I think we just need to... I, I kind of just want to rank them as we go, and I'm curious... So you're ranking this above Iron Man, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious if my grades will remain consistent enough for me to say to feel comfortable about that when we're all said and done. Um, Probably not. But yes, clear me right now below Iron Man, and that's, that's I think... I just want to go one at a time and kind of shift it up and down as we move along here. Hmm. That got me rethinking my grade for this, because I'm like... It's, do C where am I I don't know I don't know <laughs> the same way that you you felt like you should have done with Amazing Spider-Man so that it would be on the same level as Spider-Man 2 only you didn't now you regret it I'm just I'm just saying it's, it's there are similarities I'm just thinking of what other MCU movies I would potentially give a C range grade to well you could really be disrespecting Thor the Dark World so that's true I think there are very different aspects to what is good and bad about yeah. that compared to this. Yeah. But I, I'd probably give them around the same grade, if I'm being honest. Interesting. I, I, I haven't watched it in a Thor 2 is a good-looking movie. Yeah. I think it's one of the best. That's what I remember movies. about it. I think it's one of the best-looking MCU movies. Now, it's the story, uh, the plot... Speaking of Alan Taylor movies, it ain't no Terminator Genesis. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. True. Yeah. The next week we're doing Iron Man Two. All right. Jeez, already. Yeah. Wow. Two thousand ten. Huh. That's crazy. Um. Anyway. <laughs> you, you can find us online. At Here come the sequels at <laughs> boxpod.com. You can find us through Twitter at HTT sequels. You can find us through Gmail at Here Come Sequels at gmail.com. And you can find us on YouTube by searching "Good Old Here Come the Sequels." We have we have our first now. Now let's go ahead and give some context before we give a shout out to our first uh, frequent commenter. Sure, I mean our really our only commenter. We got a few on the actual website at, uh, a while back. Wasn't that just Britain? I I think it might have been. I believe it was either Britain or Britain's mom. Shout out <laughs> shout out to Britain's mom if that was you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, so. I've, I've, like I said, I've been starting up the YouTube channel and just posting some of the, our, our older content, yep. our, our library of sorts, and I've just now wrapped up uh, posting all the, the Alien vs. Predator videos, Sure. and we have someone on here by, by the name of 91Lifetime23, who, based on this, I'm just going to assume he's a diehard Alien and Predator fan, mm-hmm. and... 
he's let us know that loud and clear. He has very strong opinions, and we are very happy to have him. And I, he may not even be listening to the podcast, but if you are, we, we appreciate you. And eventually, when I get this episode posted to the YouTube channel, which will probably be like a year from now, <laughs> maybe then he'll see it. <laughs> Talk about dating the podcast. Shut up. <laughs> he likes Alien 3. I can respect that. Yep. I know you can't, but... <laughs> he also loves Prometheus, so... Yep. And he got mad at me. Clearly for... we're mortal enemies. And, and he got mad at me. And I don't want to say mad. He, he's, <laughs> he was bothered by me uh, saying that I would prefer Neil Blomkamp's Alien... <laughs> Alien... Uh, Aliens sequel that would ignore Alien 3 and 4 over... Uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we no really no. We, we we do really love to have to have people interact with us. This is only the first time anyone's ever done it. So we're we're super excited and we're trying to treat it delicately. Yeah, no, but like, like, what do we say? What what do we say? Tyler, do you want to, <laughs> do you want to respond to him or do you want me to? What do you want? Oh. No, but but we. Oh, we, golly, gee. Seriously, like I mean, if that's if if you're more comfortable commenting on YouTube, then, then please go back and like like find our old stuff and, and jump on there because we we'd really love listen, to hear from you guys. Listen to the podcast episodes with the worst quality and then comment. Yeah, really. There we go. Um, I mean, apparently they're fine, good enough for this guy, so. But yeah, no, we, or girl, we don't know. Yeah. Um. But no, the, we we really enjoy hearing from you guys. We we would love to actually have like conversations you know about about these movies because i mean we love talking about movies and clearly we have some occasionally just very weird opinions so um yeah we, we'd love to discuss them with you guys if if you now that we, we we're opening up your avenues of communication i'm just thinking of my long list of bullet points of of ammunition people can use against me like it starts it starts <laughs> with he actually likes the amazing spider-man and it ends with he's played captain america super soldier <laughs> they'll own that actually we're, we're, we should do we should play that and record that and put okay that on the that. YouTube channel I'll, I'll but it's still just going to be the audio yes. we're not going to do the video yeah um. yeah we'll do a we'll do a like a like a five hour podcast because that's probably how long it takes to beat the game <laughs> and it and it'll be all the audio and it'll be some some of the audio coming from the TV so you can kind of hear yep. what's happening yep. you can't actually see it because all you need all you need is our soothing voices to get you through Captain America Super Soldier. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. The, the, if we ever get popular, you're, you're, just, you're, you're definitely going to get ripped to shreds for the, the various controversial oh, yeah. things oh, you yeah. said. Well, I mean, both of us hate BBS and Justice League, so... But that's... Whatever. We're, we're already going to, to internet hell for that. I mean... And, a lot of people. And one of us here is in love with Star Wars: The Last Jedi. We're gonna keep that ambiguous. <laughs> At this point, I don't even know who it is. <laughs> and I've seen the movie twice. Um, but no, I mean the internet. The internet doesn't really hate, or the a lot of the internet does hate that Superman. And no, I'm talking about the vocal minority that'll be mad at us for like sure. But I'm saying hating it. I'm saying nobody hates the original Spider-Man trilogy on the internet so eventually someone's gonna discover that and they're gonna be like what the heck did you guys do and then they're gonna burn us at the stake it's gonna be fine because they're gonna be finally I, interacting with our fans I can't wait to upload the X-Men Apocalypse video because I really want people to be like you gave X-Men Apocalypse a higher grade than Spider-Man 3 and I just want to look them right in the eye and, go, not. and go yes I did <laughs> yeah I'm gonna that's, 
Yes! <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you gave it a higher grade than one of the first two. And I was like, uh, what did you do? What yes. did you do? Yes, I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah, no. So so we are, you know, we're, we're out there. Talk to us. Let us know your thoughts and feelings. Tell us how your day's going. Sit down to a nice, a nice cup of cup of the red, and uh, maybe some some nice pita chips. Cup of the red, <laughs> pita chips. <laughs> just, what are you talking? Settle about? yourself in for a night of, of listening to our soothing voices as we tell you why Spider-Man Two is the worst movie ever made. Stay rogue, everybody. And occasionally you'll hear voice sirens <laughs> in the background. I guess soothing voices. We gotta, we gotta keep our composure. Can't have anybody freaking out out there. Oh my. I don't know what's happening. They found us. Are the Hulk and Abomination fighting out yes. there? No, this, we. This is gonna be really awkward if the mic came and picked that up. <laughs> Sorry about that. Doesn't. Don't worry, I'll put in stock files about sirens. Sorry about that. Stay rogue.